On today's show, eight reasons why people didn't show up to your gig. This is 30 Minute Music Marketing. 30 Minute Music Marketing. For musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Okay, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon. You didn't say hello. Hello. I'll say hello to you. I'm Sheldon and this is... 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing all aspects of their music. That's you. Thanks very much for listening to uh, us on the podcast. You know, the podcast is more popular than uh, the YouTubes. Who'd have thought it, eh? That's because people can listen on the bus so are you, and on the train. Do we not even need to actually film our beautiful little faces? No, well, you know, there's, there's still a, a oh, good okay. proportion of people who also watch on the on the Facebooks as well. So thanks very much for that. And do share the show with a fellow DIY musician. Smash, subscribe, subscribe, ring share, the bell. That way you can that, keep up that. to date because I believe you have an announcement to make later. No. I thought it was. In terms no, of no, 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 we're recording it. We'll, oh, we'll do this at the end. We'll do this at the end. Ignore me completely. Ignore him. He, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Today's show, Greg, uh, is all about when you're gigging as a DIY artist and musician and we've, we've all we've all been there. We've all been backstage waiting to go on, and uh, you ask, you say to somebody, "How many people are out there?" And, and they, they look out, and, they, and not many. So the bar staff. Yes, quite. I've, in fact, I've done a, a gig to. Uh, well, in fact, it was just the uh, just the sound engineer and the bar staff. You hang on. Char- you, there was a character built. That was back in. That was back in the day. You, hang on. That you, was when I didn't. You when per- I didn't know anything about music marketing. You performed in front of the Star of Bethlehem. It, it, it's, and so, your parents. Yeah. That, well, well, that's that's for the uh, the bio. I think I still have a picture of that gig. Well, we actually got paid for that. Yeah, we got paid for that. Playing in a school Saturday afternoon. Anyway, oh, just before Christmas. I digress. I digress. That's the, the Star of Bethlehem. So we've all been in a situation whereby we've done a gig, or we've played in at an event, and there's not been as many people in the audience as we would have liked. So we're going to systematically try and go through all the reasons why that might be, and in doing so at the end, we can try and do a bit of a recap and try and address some of those points I so ha- that in the future, Greg, hmm. that won't be happened or those effects will be minimised. I have noticed, I've just done a quick run through because I do see a lot of posts and a lot of memes yeah. saying, oh, people need to support their local music talent. I'm like, those, those posts really do my head in. You've got to give them a reason, folks. Because it's almost like you're blaming everyone else. And it's just like, well, there are many reasons why people don't go to pubs anymore. You know, so, yeah, I hopefully this will put to bed some of the false memes that I see banded around a lot. So, so eight beautiful points. Eight beautiful points. Right. So might as well start. Point number one. Number one, your fans didn't know about it. You know, what's the worst thing in the world, Greg. When uh, I get a message on uh, my social media channels for my band, and they'll say, "Oh, when oh, when are you playing Birmingham?" and you think, and you reply back to them and say, "I played Birmingham bloody last month. Why weren't you there?" Oh, I didn't know about it. It's hard. It's difficult. But you know, the, the, we obviously rely on mostly electronic and social media channels. And as much as we try, and as much as we do things organically, and as much as sometimes we even even uh, pay to increase our organic reach, we run adverts. It can still be hard trying to contact and reach people. We, th- th- there's, a, there's a myriad, there's loads of steps we need to take. And if we're not doing our utmost to do everything as possibly as many times as possible, then people aren't necessarily going to hear about 
the hour shows that are on sale. Now, here's some of the things that I might do when I'm putting a show on I sale. Think some of these things you might have mentioned in previous I, I might have mentioned them before. In more detail. You know, recapping and reinforcement is always good, isn't it, folks? So, if you're announcing a show, did you e email your mailing list? Well, first off, have you got a mailing list? Did you create and promote a Facebook event? Are you uh, posting and remind people in entertaining ways on social media? Did you perhaps... I think run... you need to emphasise reminding people in entertaining ways. Entertain, not just the, the, the same uh, uh, repeated oh, come post. To my gig. Come to my gig. And then a couple of days later, come to my, come gig. To my gig. There are there are ways and means maybe that's uh, an episode in, in and of itself. But yeah, you could be running ads to make sure that your fans uh, saw the, see the details of your posts. Just a quick one, I know, Carry and on. it is to do with this. Yeah, yeah. Somebody was saying they did a release recently and they boosted, and I suggested to them that they should have used a targeted ad campaign. When would you boost a post compared to? Would you, in this situation, would you run an ad campaign or a boost for a post? Telling people about a gig. What I would say is that boosts are very much uh, blunt tools. Mm. So you could say, uh, I want all my fans to see this particular post, either you know throughout the uh, throughout the country or throughout wherever our fans are, or based in one particular area. What an advert will do is it will learn to see which people might be interested, and maybe even show the people that are interested in more than once right. because as we know you have to potentially tell people in the nicest possible way again and, and again, again and again potentially again so, so definitely so ads, targeted ad yeah, rather than ads boost. ads work you know ads work well uh, and they learn and they work well as well as well if you've got a large audience so you know i i i've sometimes used boost myself but they, as I, like I said, they're, they're a blunt tool. They're, uh, it's they're, something they're, you don't talk about a great uh, deal. Not, not, a, not a great deal. Oh, there's a lot of things I don't talk about, but let's, let's not talk about that. So bands in town. You've mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I use that myself. And you can now, if you sign up for their VIP service, which you can do for free, you can geographically target That's people and message good. people in a certain area. Uh, the Song Kick Tour Box it's a facility that's free and that you can use. And once you tie it into your Spotify account, account it will tell uh, people who use Spotify. It will list your gigs on I your Spotify page. I see that quite. That page. I found out. I think, was that how you found out about Koshin playing? Uh, that might have been bands in town, actually. Okay. It was one or, one or the other. But it works, is yes. ultimately. I mean, he's not the biggest Koshin fan, but he told me, and I am a Koshin fan, so I'm actually going to see Koshin. So there's lots of things that you can do, and you should be doing over the course of maybe the show going on sale and the actual show date. Yeah. So, uh, But just basically sticking up a Facebook event and then going, right, that's that done. That's not the done thing. So in order for your fans to know about it and be reminding uh, that, you know, you need to remind them on a, on a fairly regular basis in order that they, uh, they stand a good chance of coming. So there you go. Yeah. Let your fans know in exciting and innovative ways. Innovative ways. Okay, so number two. This one's possibly going Ooh, to be a bonus. Well, no, it's, it's a point. It's a topic it of is, conversation, it is, ladies it is. and gentlemen. Your show was free. Right. So believe it or not, something being free might potentially put someone off. Right? I went to see uh, a fantastic band that I've seen many times over the years, Choring Breaks, 
I saw them at the Epstein Theatre in Liverpool. Big hello to the Turing Breaks boys. They're not watching. But, right, um, <laughs> that show was, I think, £23.50 plus booking fee plus postage, you know, per ticket. You know, these guys, you know, it's... These How guys much? providing value. Well, they've been around a bit. Bargain compared to those guys. Right, well, we are. We provide value for money, right? So, so you know that show has a value, and I think it was pretty much sold out. They're selling out nearly every date on their tour. So people think that spending nearly twenty five pounds plus the your, your car parking no, 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 no. And, and all you know six pounds for 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 a couple of drinks, and one, <laughs> and one of them was a soft drink as well. They think that's value for money, right? Now, what happens? If somebody puts a show on sale and it's free, well, there is there's a certain way of thinking that says, well, if it's free, it can't be any good because it has no value. Well, I think it's more it's a domino effect. If someone's doing something for free, you're if you're expecting a band to play for free, then it's in all likelihood everything's going to be expected to do for free. So your PA and the the quality will just get less and less and less and less. And, you know, I do think it snowballs into a much, much bigger problem in that respect because you're just expecting everybody to do everything for nothing. So, you know, lots of concerts, events, they're not free. We have to pay for those. Going to the cinema, that's not free. We have to pay for that. So yeah. although, you know, all the... You know, we our minds tend to think and attach value to to the things that we like. So th there's there's an argument that has to be said that if it's free, then mm, well, it, it can't be any good because they're not charging for it. And if it can't be any good, then maybe I don't necessarily want to go and see it. That's a, that's an argument I could. But one other important thing is yeah, that's a, that, it's interesting that you is that. that if something is free. And when it comes to the evening or day of the event, and it's like, oh, well, it's raining outside, or it's a bit chilly, or I've just realised that there's there's a good film on the the telly tonight. I tell you what, it's it's free, so if I don't go, I'm not I'm not losing. There's no cost anything. to that. There's no there's no there's no um, what's the word I'm looking for? No repercussions yeah. financially. Then I just won't bother going. Can I throw a curveball here? Throw yeah. There are times when. I wouldn't use the term free because mm -hmm. I agree with everything you've said, but I do think there are times when you can do things as a co um, that may cost you to, but then have you know a, a financial incentive afterwards. So in the past, I've put on events with bands where we've run our own night at a music venue. We've done that and we've footed the bill, but we've been able and basically not charged to come in but <clears throat> we were our incentive was to fill the place raise bar sales and then get a monthly residency from the venue so <clears throat> we knew excuse me we knew that the the first one was going to take a financial hit but then we'd already proven our point to the venue and we didn't even have to hustle for a decent amount of money so it can work that way yeah. but that was going in with a very very clear plan and we knew that if we'd put a barrier to entry we wouldn't have got our point across. Yeah, all these are possibilities. <coughs> but if you uh, host an event uh, at a venue and you say, so the free entry, and or you could do the same event and charge a nominal fee of £3. You know, some people could um, pay £3 uh, uh, and mm. the weather's terrible. 
But it's like, oh, I've spent money on this ticket now. Yeah. So I'm definitely going because if I don't, I will lose my money. Whereas if they haven't spent anything because the, the either the mm. tickets are free or the entry's free and it's raining outside, it's like, ah, I'll, you know, I won't bother going and I won't have lost anything. So that I think, well, I know that can be, that can be a factor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um, maybe not do it for free, or if you are going to do it for free, do it in a way that's similar, very much a coordinated business plan. Mm -hmm. And you would use that basically as part of your marketing ex uh, marketing costs. That's a nice idea, Greg. So, uh, yes. Right, so they're going to, uh, on to number three, you have no fan base in that area. Or you only have a small fan base or in small that area. In a couple of months' time, uh, I'm doing, me and my band are doing a gig in Glasgow. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, we're not very popular in Glasgow. So then, why are you are you not almost going against your own suggestion? Well, what I have to do now is, and this sort of leads into point number four. But yeah. I have to, I have to create awareness to people in Glasgow who maybe have never heard of me before. So we're recording this now in January. That gig's in May. I've got. February, March, March April. and April, a little bit of, of May to try and find new fans yep. and make them aware of my music. Yep. And as we come on to, to point uh, number four, which do you want to say that now? Number four, you haven't educated enough people. Right. So or there's, a, so, there's a, so I'm going to be running adverts, introducing people to my music. I'll be doing that on social media channels, mm -hmm. primarily Facebook. And somebody will, will see my video and they'll go, I quite like that. And then they'll press like. And there's a difference between somebody pressing like and somebody paying 15 or £23.50 for a ticket. They almost have to go on a, you know, they have to be educated. They have to be nurtured. They have to be introduced to your music, to maybe the personalities of the people within the band. And they have to get to like you and, and know you well enough that when you do come to ask them and say, do you fancy coming to see us at the, uh, at the garage on whenever it is, Saturday the 2nd of May, plug, plug, plug. Then they'll go, oh, you, you know what? I, uh, yeah, I think I will. In marketing terms, they use the, the phrase know, like, and trust. So first off, you've got to know that somebody exists. Okay, once you know somebody exists, you have to like them well enough to when you come to ask them to buy a ticket, that they trust you enough to put their hand in their pocket. To put their hand in the pocket. So it's a case of, for point number three, to, to, you know, to make sure that you actually, that people know that you exist. And then once you know that they exist, you, you, know, you educate them, you entertain them, you inform them about who you are, what you do. You, you tell stories about your adventures of being in, you know, an artist or being in a band and being on the road. And you, know, you, get, you, know, you, you show them lots of, uh, lots of individual performances. I mean, how far, I mean, we know of bands who've gone to some far out places to play gigs. Yeah. And it's a nice experience. And I think if you want to play far out places, if it's something that you want to do on your bucket list, you want a ticket, then that, that's great. But there's nothing more demoralizing than going somewhere and playing to the bar staff. Yeah. But you, so, you know, the, the whole point is raising awareness getting to know you know get, getting for people to know you in a specific geographic location which you know up until the advent of geo targeted social media posts was a difficult affair yeah. but you can make an introduction and I'm doing this for for another particular entertainer 
at the moment who's trying to sell tour tickets in various cities and towns. Is that the comedian? Yes. Wow, okay. Across the country. And so, so we're showing uh, people little snippets of his, uh, of his comedy sets. And he's, he's basically being introduced to those people. And then he's got to work the socials and you know, entertain people and you know, do Facebook Lives and, and, and chat to people. And they can get to know about him and his personalities and him being a, you know, a full-time professional comedian. And so when the time comes for, uh, for them to uh, be shown the fact that he's, he's playing in a particular town or city near them, it's like, oh, yeah. It's... So that's what Jonathan Pye did, wasn't it? I mean, literally, so, yeah. so gave, 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 and, you know, he's, that character's done a, a UK national tour. I think he's going to the US now. Or Is he now? Is or, he? or Australia, definitely. So, yeah, so, you know, he's basically built up his brand and got that out there by, you know, using social media to elevate his uh, awareness. His profile and awareness, yes. So, moving on to number five. Oh, number five. This is going to be tricky, this one. Uh, you're doing too many gigs in the same town or city. No, don't, don't, throw, don't throw things at the screen. Don't throw your headphones down in disgust. And it's one of, it, it's hard because if you're a small or not very well-established artist, it goes without saying that your home, you know, your home base is where the majority of your fans are. You don't necessarily have I disagree. I disagree. Right. Well, okay. So what generally happens is the majority of people because who know about your band but will be changed. in the well. That's like saying our audience is only in St Helens because we're in St Helens. We are using this camera to communicate to the world. Maybe not as many people as we'd like, but at the right. same time, why are people focusing in local towns when they should be using a camera and focusing? Well, to the that, they, might, they might argue that oh, Sheldon saying I need to you know pay to put my content in front of people in other cities, and I, and I don't paying to go to play in a, the same town week after. Sorry, you've right. you've kind of riled me here. Ignore him, ignore him. But right, okay. So so let's put all those things aside. We know that. If you're right, so we're based in St. Helens. The nearest metropolitan city and gigging city is Liverpool. So that if, if people in and around this particular locale, they will naturally end up doing a lot of gigs, gigs in, in, Liverpool. in Liverpool. It may well be that they do one a month in Liverpool. Mm. And so bands and artists around here will say, Oh, come to my show, it's in it's in four weeks' time. But what people will go is like, Yeah, you've got one in four weeks' time, but you'll also have one. Another eight, four in weeks. another four in eight weeks' time, and you'll have one in twelve weeks' time. I'll go to one of those, and what happens is those roll round, and then people to be go. Honest, some of them aren't even every four weeks. It's like every week. Yeah. So what? And so people won't necessarily go to the one that's closest to them. They'll. Oh, I'll diary that forward in my mind and go to the one after that. And eventually, what happens is that one rolls around, and they go. Well, I'll go. To, be I'll, on again. I'll go to the next one. They'll be on again. That the thing so is that's have, hard. Have you noticed that you have, a, in essence, almost basically saying things more and more like your parents because it used to be like back in there with recording on stuff off the television onto video cassette you'd forget to time it or for some reason and your dad would always say don't worry it'll be on again it'll be on again and you're like oh god i'm saying exactly the same thing so how can we make people definitely come to one of these shows greg um, well, should I tell you? Because I'm just going to <laughs> Yeah, go on. Go on. How about you find some way of making each one of these shows 
unique. So rather than just rocking up and doing the same songs in the same again, place. again and again, so go right. Okay, well, on this particular, um, well, say for example, the gigs in February. So you might, and it maybe it might be around sort of Valentine's Day. Oh, so we, we could do going. some, maybe some mm. sort of, you know, a couple of songs in the set that might have a love theme. And you know, in 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 March, it may well be we're doing a bit of a Queen themed set or. Or I don't know, whatever you know, whatever you might be into. It could be Linda Ronstadt if you're country. I don't know any, any new country stars. Or you could do, a, you know, a Metallica. Well, the restaurants do this. Night. Maybe not with Metallica, yeah. but certainly with with Valentine's Day and then with Easter and stuff like that. You know. Well, and again, their businesses. And the whole point is that if you don't come to see us on this particular night doing this unique thing that we're doing, this is a one-off event. You're going to miss it. So if you don't come. To this particular show, oh, you're going to miss it. We'll never do it again. Is this why you possibly do themed tours? It is why we do themed tours because if you don't see us on this particular tour doing this particular show, You've you'll, you'll never see that again. Is so that why it, pretty much everything you do is in a limited run, like your T-shirts? Yeah, because if you don't buy the T-shirt now, it's only available for a limited time. To be fair, I have. Yeah, I. You know, people do go. Oh, I better buy it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it does work. Yes, yeah, so, so try and make things as unique as possible to each individual show. So even if you are playing the same region again and again, there's always going to be a new reason to come out and see you on that particular instance. There you go. So that way, at least no one can say, well, it'll be on again. Yeah, exactly. So there you go, number five. If you are going to play lots of in the same town, make it interesting and unique. <laughs> so number six. I never thought this would ever be actually happen, but after some of our stuff that we talked about, it was the wrong venue. Sometimes the venue can be a deciding factor. For whom? For the customer. Not the band. No, no, no. The customer experience is key. And, you know, I've played uh, various venues over the years. I like to think that I've reached a certain, you know, a certain echelon. Where uh, you know I, I only I only choose the best uh, venues uh, for for my patrons, my fans. But even I have <coughs> recently played some venues that I wasn't necessarily uh, happy for my fans to be in. Because was one of them in Chester. Um, no, it wasn't actually. Although that that sound engineer was quite funny. No, any, <laughs> let, let's let's put that personal anecdote to one side. Right, uh, for example, I'm sure you all know uh, uh, establishments, pubs, venues that are maybe in the, on the wrong side of town. As, as in, mm, I wouldn't necessarily go there because you know, it, if you go out after dark, it could be a little bit, uh, you know, beaty beaty. Have you been to St Paul's in Bristol? Uh, I haven't. No. So, you know, for example, right, I might ne not necessarily go to a gig there. There are some venues whereby, oh, the, the toilets. Oh, d d I could tell you tales about... Um, That's like pretty much any outdoor festival. Yeah, I know, but th there are some, you know, the, I have recently played a venue, and I won't say which, and it, it, it really was... Was it, I there? It, it was, no, you weren't, actually. Oh, right. So I don't even know it, this experience. Yeah, yeah. But we've all been to venues. That, the, the floors are sticky. The toilets are insanitary. And the the bar staff and the, do, the door staff, I've got a massive Beer's too expensive. attitude problem. Beer's too expensive. And so somebody could be eyeing up a particular event, and if you're playing that particular venue, and they might go, I, I'm not going to see them there. I, I, you probably won't mention the venue in Manchester, but there's one venue in Manchester that you say they don't like that room. 
acoustically. Yeah, well, and there's a, there's, a, there's a number of factors. There's, there's one particular uh, venue that that I... we ha that we have played, and and my fans don't like the layout of that particular room. The, the bar's really... not big enough. The, the the space isn't isn't good. So sometimes the actual venue itself and the logistics of the venue and the decor, the location of the venue can be off-putting to people. Now, unfortunately, you don't necessarily have a, a great deal of control over that. Obviously, if you're you're in this uh, position where you're booking your own shows, then these are things to necessarily think about. But if you're booked to play at a particular venue and that venue isn't maybe the nicest venue in the world. You don't really have a, a lot of control over that, but it, it's just something to, to potentially bear in mind. I mean, I do like the Lowry, apart from collecting food orders, because you've got to walk miles. Enough about your personal problems, Greg. I don't like walking. Right, so number seven. It was the wrong day or time. I know for a fact that if you've got a gig on a Tuesday night and you've got a gig on a Saturday night, you're probably going to have more people attending the gig on a Saturday night than a Tuesday night. It's a school night, isn't it, Greg? Yes, to be honest, I don't know anything that happens on a Tuesday night. No, well, you know, the, the, the venue, it's probably easier to book a venue on a Tuesday night. Yes, but you know, it's the, going to be harder to sell it on a Tuesday night. Yeah, and in terms of where you are on the lineup of an event, it's like, what time are you on? It's like, oh, we're on, we're on uh, 10 o'clock. And people are going, oh, really? It always used to annoy me when there was four bands on a, on a bill. And they go, right, we're putting you on last. And it's like, oh, no, I can't be bothered going on last. Put us on, like, middle of the night, just so uh, we can get off at, uh, nice that, and early and be in bed that's at the a normal thing. time. In that situation, last could be any time, probably not the time that you were originally yeah. told. And, and you know, and the same goes for maybe your audience. Maybe they want to be in bed at a, a decent and normal time. He says yawning. He says, well, I'm you just know, tired. you need to get your iron tablets You're sorted. Right. So, so, so yeah, you, you could be on midweek. You could be on late. And really, no matter, no matter who you are, you could be absolutely fantastic. But if your audience is potentially as old as us, we're not coming out to see you. Sorry. Him. So something to think about. The only thing is, though, mind. is that, I mean, everybody is going to want to play peak nights. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you're just starting out, it's going to be quite difficult to waltz straight into a yeah, Friday but night. It's, it's, so, you know, it's, it's something to to potentially would you, think about. Would you, would you strengthen your argument before booking gigs in that situation? Or would you? Or well, again, you've got to you've got to think right. Well, if you're booking your own shows, you've got to think right. Well, if if I do book it on a Tuesday, you've probably got greater availability at, at venues for bookings on a Tuesday than you have on a Saturday. You might, so what do you do? Do you go right? Well, you can have this Tuesday, but you can't have this Saturday. Do you go well? Well, that Saturday there, I'll wait for for a Saturday in you know in. Six weeks time. You know, or something. six weeks time or something or so on and so forth. Or do you just basically, you know, suck it up? All you know, all these things are almost like a tick list of if you're having poor attendance to shows, how about you go through this tick list? Do any of these necessarily apply to you? You know, these are all factors and considerations and what you know, I work for an events promoter. We've got to necessarily almost go through these, especially if we have um, poor attendance at one of our shows, which thankfully doesn't happen too long. We've, we've got to try and ascertain why somebody didn't come out to a show. Is it is it almost like one of these factors? 
and I suppose this leads on to point number eight, and and this I think is probably far more important than I think people realise. Yeah. Uh, your show clashed with something else. Uh, especially if you're gigging in a busy metropolitan city, you've got to necessarily think what else is going on on that particular evening that might detract people away from your show? Is it a, a national sporting event where everybody's going to be staying in, watching the television? Is it uh, a local sporting team who are actually playing away? So thousands of people, who you know, some of which might have come to your show, they're, they're on a coach and they're off to see that team on the other side of the country. Is there another band who's in a, a similar sort of genre of you? They're playing the, the local arena or a, a big theatre. And again, some of your audience has been drawn away. You know, one of the worst, um, uh, not attendances that we've ever had, but we had a show many, many years ago now, and we expected quite a big attendance. And we only had maybe about a third or a half of the people that we expected. And we said, why is this? And they went, right, there's, there's a big act on in the big local theatre, similar sort of genre as us. Lots of people are gone to see them. Right. The local team was playing a final at Wembley. Half, half the town had gone to see, see that. that. And there was a massive sponsored walk whereby half the town had gone on this sponsored walk to this, like miles and miles to this nearby city. And they were out, basically, out of the town for the entire day. So there was nobody left within the town in this particular instance. We were just a victim of circumstance. So again, sometimes you are victims and there's nothing you can do about it. But I know for like major sporting events such as the World Cup, or the European Football Championships. Oh, even the FA Cup, if it I, still exists. Yeah. I, don't think. I mean, I would not put on a gig that was on uh, Glastonbury weekend because most people who are interested in music are either at Glastonbury or watching, or watching it at home on the television. So again, all things to necessarily think about. Um, Does that explain why when you played Liverpool before Christmas, did you purposely choose the night that Scouting for Girls were also on? Because no, no, no. they're quite different to yourself. It was just... It was just um, so I don't think we were going to lose any audience to Scouting for Girls. As a, um, uh, as a gigging band, I know from previous experience that we will have lower attendances on weekends that are around Halloween, and potentially in the UK, at least bonfire night. Because people do go to, you know, go to Halloween parties and will go to, you know, sp uh, big bonfire events. Uh, bonfire events in this country. So I know that we will get, uh, and, and because of that, uh, last year we took on a show that paid a, uh, a guaranteed fee. Just, right. be just because we knew that the uh, attendance would be lower. The, the element of risk. Yeah, the risk, yeah. So here's one for you, though. Go on. What about gigs at Christmas? I see gigs at Christmas could work one of two ways because we've got a big Christmas Yay. show coming up. So what we've found is gigs at Christmas, if it's reasonably early enough, you're all right. The closer you get to Christmas, the more likely you are to encounter people going, oh, I've got, I'm at my Christmas party that, that you, Saturday, that Friday. What was the last gig in December that you did, uh, date-wise? We, we stopped about the 14th. So that is because then you're competing with Panto. Oh, no, we're not. I know, we reached that, <laughs> we've got, got a gun. stooped that low. So yeah, so uh, again, Clash Finders, uh, it, it's hard. 
it is difficult, but if you can try and navigate your way around, or it could just well be that if, you're, uh, if you've got a low attendance on a particular night, you, it could well be that there are things which are clashing, which you have no control over, and you just have to chalk it down to experience. So, summary. I like yes. these summaries. I, just, I thought that was the eight points to question. No, eight no, no. It's a summary. The summary is eight ways to get more people to come to so, your shows. To recount yes. on what we've discussed in should, today's Should we take episode. one each? Yes. Shall I okay. start or do you want to? You can start. You have to put big effort to plug your shows. Uh, if you're putting on shows, free should be avoided if you can. You've got to have a sizable fan base in the town to fill a room. You've got to make sure that your fans know, like, and trust you before they'll come to a gig. You can't play too many town times in that town or city. Uh, the venue has to be appealing to the audience. It's got to be a, at a day and a time that's convenient and fine, for the fans. Yes. And not you. Not you, yes. Mm, it's a, it's a customer-orientated world. And finally, it's not got to clash with something else in your fan's diary. So there you go, eight eight points that you can tick off. Is there anything that we've missed? Like Is in the there? comments yes. beneath, but the camera's quite high today. Is it really? Yeah, you can't even see my logo. Not that I get anything. Never mind, never mind. So R there right. you go. Yes, so as soon as we finish recording this, we're going to record a, uh, a new thread, a new strand of 30 Minute Music Marketing. Another 30 minutes? No, well, no, no. It's, it, after we've oh, talked about this okay. secret project. Something that, some that won't be released for a couple of months yet. Okay, well, see you next week. Thank and you. remember, hashtag Music Marketing Mondays. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.